This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Instant reaction to the Royal Rumble. I am not going to pull a Craig. I'm not going to spend this entire podcast bragging about how I told you so. And I was right because sometimes I don't want to be right because in pro wrestling, you want to be shocked. You want to be surprised. You want to say, holy crap. I didn't see that coming. Everything that happened at Royal Rumble 22, we all saw coming. Now, Ronda Rousey's debut. That's one thing, because even though we all saw it coming, it was still exciting. It was still cool. We haven't seen Ronda Rousey in a WWE ring since the main event of WrestleMania 35. That's almost three years ago. So that was exciting. That's a good predictable thing. You know, sometimes predictable's okay. Batista turning on Triple H, predictable and okay. Brock Lesnar losing the WWE Championship, basically because of Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, and then Brock Lesnar being entrant number 30 and winning the Royal Rumble. So clearly getting his rematch with Roman Reigns is predictable. I know we all knew we were going to get Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, because they really have nobody else to feed to Roman Reigns for WrestleMania. So I'm not necessarily bitching about the fact that it's Brock versus Roman. It's just this was too freaking predictable. You know what would have been better? And I guess they're just not ready to do it. Have Brock win his match against Bobby Lashley. Have Brock Lesnar retain the WWE Championship, and then have Brock Lesnar enter the Royal Rumble. Wins the Royal Rumble, boom, title for title, champion versus champion at WrestleMania. A, we don't need two champions, and B, I don't know. I think that would have actually fit as a surprise because the thing I predicted, and others probably predicted it too. I don't want to make it seem like I'm the only person that came up with this. Um But if Brock had retained the WWE Championship and then entered the Royal Rumble, yeah, it would have been like, whoa, this is kind of cool. And instead, Brock had screwed out of the title. Paul Heyman goes back to Roman, which is fine. I'm good with Paul Heyman being with Roman Reigns, so I'm good with that. But then you get a Royal Rumble that really from top to bottom wasn't good. I'm talking about the Royal Rumble match. The match just wasn't very good, mainly because there were no surprises. You know, usually the Rumble will give you a handful of surprises. We had absolute, I I mean, I can't think of any. You know what? Yeah, Drew Drew McIntyre coming back as a surprise. Bad Bunny as a surprise. Shane freaking McMahon as a surprise. Kofi Kingston not being able to jump correctly on the barricade. That was a surprise because clearly that's what they were going for. Your annual Kofi Kingston does magic to stay in the Royal Rumble match. But they had to show us that replay. They had to show that he clearly hit the ground. I don't know. This Rumble really sucked. I'll get to the rest of the, what do they call these events again? A premium live event. The rest of the card had its moments, but the actual Royal Rumble match, 
which is the main event, the Men's Royal Rumble match, it really wasn't any good. Now, I'm trying to think of what the highlights were. What, the crowd chanting TNA when AJ Styles and Robert Roode was facing off with each other? There were a lot of weird bookings in the Rumble match, too. I'll give you a couple examples. Number one, Big E. I don't want to say he got hosed out of the WWE Championship, but Big E was champion. He had a nondescript run and then loses the title at day one to a guy who wasn't originally in the match. You would think that Big E is still a star. You know, Big E is still one of your main event players. Big E comes out to a pretty big pop as entrant number 26, and his elimination wasn't even mentioned. Now, think about that. And, and I don't know if that's necessarily on the broadcast team or if it's that's just the way he's being booked now as a nondescript mid-card guy. You would think Big E being eliminated would be a big deal. It wasn't. Now, I never thought Big E was going to win the Rumble, but there certainly were a few people out there that wanted Big E to win the Royal Rumble, thought maybe he'd win the Royal Rumble, could see how it would make sense for him to win the Rumble. And instead, he comes in late And his elimination was so nondescript. And what really ticked me off at the end, and this should tick all of you off when you talk about bad booking, is the fact that Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon were booked stronger than Big E. I mean, they they were booked as strong as anybody. And look, I know Bad Bunny pulls some pretty cool stuff off in the ring. I give him credit for that. But do we need big, uh, bad bunny eliminating people? I mean, is that what we want? He eliminated Sheamus. Shane McMahon, who I, I, I am not a fan of Shane McMahon anymore. I mentioned on the Saturday show I did that Kurt Angle lost his mic skills and he blew up physically. It's the same with Shane McMahon. He's not good on the mic anymore. He's not great physically. That was not a surprise I cared about. Now, I know Shane gets a pop, so maybe I'm in the minority here. But when the here comes the money sound came off, my reaction was, really? And then he eliminates Kevin Owens, another guy that I think we view as a should-be main eventer. So think about this. Big E gets eliminated in a nondescript way. Kevin Owens, another guy who, hey, outside shot, I could see how you could make him a man here and win the Rumble. And he gets eliminated by Shane McMahon. Two of the final five guys in the Royal Rumble were Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon was in the final three. What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? So when you mix in no good surprises, not a lot of great action, Kofi Fs up his spot of jumping on the barricade, nondescript elimination of Biggie, Shane looks strong. Bad Bunny looks strong and a predictable ending with Brock Lesnar winning at number 30. You may have pound for pound one of the crappiest Royal Rumble matches we've seen. I'd put it up with a lot of others. Honestly, I'm trying to think of something positive from this match. There really wasn't. It just sucked. And I love the Royal Rumble. Now, it was a four-hour event, so maybe I was tired. And maybe I was bitter that Steve Nash isn't challenging what should be a no-brainer challenge. 
Maybe I'm just pissed off LaMarcus Aldridge left the arena on crutches. Maybe I'm just pissed off that James Harden now has a sore wrist or hand. Where the hell did he get that from? Pornhub? I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. But we all thought it. So don't act like I'm the only person that thought about that when James Harden's out with a sore hand. I had a sore hand. It's called my high school years. Uh, enough of that. All right, rest of this event. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. You know, I was annoyed at first when it ended in a DQ because who wants a title match to end in a disqualification? But it actually does make sense. It does. And it was a really good match. You kept Roman looking strong. I don't even think you made Seth look bad. I thought it was kind of cool that Seth came out to the the old theme song, the old Roman Reigns theme song, but really the Shield theme song. I thought it was kind of cool that he was wearing the outfit, that he was taunting Roman Reigns. He stayed true to this goofy Seth Rollins character that he is. And they furthered the story. We're going to get another Roman Reigns-Seth Rollins match, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, you got a few months before we get to WrestleMania, and obviously Brock and Roman's going to be a big story, and Heyman being back with Roman's a big story. But another pay-per-view match between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, I think makes a lot of sense. So even though at first I was annoyed, you know what? I think I was annoyed. My kid, uh, my oldest kid, because my youngest Spence is not really able to comprehend any of this. My oldest actually watched the first hour of this event. And we wrestle, you know, fun father-son wrestling. And he knows a lot of wrestlers' names, but hasn't ever watched pro wrestling, you know. But he was into it. Now, he was really into that first hour and was watching Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, thought Roman Reigns was cool, was into the match. And I don't know, maybe I'm being selfish that it just sucked to have to explain him what a disqualification is. The ending was very clunky too. Little Nate's Charles Robinson. Didn't he put Seth Rollins' hand on the rope essentially? And that was another thing I'm trying to explain. Dad, why did... Why did the referee put that guy's hand on the rope? I'll give you one uh, cute moment. I may as well. And if you're not a father or a mother, you're probably going to roll your eyes and say, I don't care. Just move on. But this was one of those, the kids say the darndest things, adorable moment. I was explaining that Roman Reigns is a heel. means he's a bad guy. The reason he was disqualified, Jet, is because he wasn't listening to the rules. The rules were, you got to break that chokehold when the referee tells you and the other wrestler has his hand on the rope. So he doesn't listen to the rules. So Jed asks me, does he go through red lights too? (laughs) Made me laugh. Get it? Because he breaks all the rules. Anyhow, pretty good match. I didn't mind it. Then you had the Women's Royal Rumble, which... You know, I know why that was filled with surprises. It was filled with surprises because they don't have enough women to fill out the Rumble. So right out of the gate, you get Melina. You know, two people later, persons later, however you say it, here comes Kelly Kelly, who I did not recognize. You know, back in the day, Kelly Kelly was, not that she's not attractive. I feel bad. I'm going to edit what I'm about to say. I was going to say, back in the day, Kelly Kelly was so hot, and now I can't recognize her. I don't mean that in any kind of negative way. She's still an attractive woman. But I didn't recognize her. She looked like a different attractive woman. That would be the way I would explain it. You know, then you had Michelle McCool. 
You had Cameron. You had, what other surprise did they have? Oh, Ivory, who is very funny on the mic. The Bell is not really a surprise, but not on the current roster. You had the whole TNA Mickey James thing from Impact Wrestling, which I thought was kind of cool, which is why I brought up last week on the radio, uh, which I'll explain later, my idea for how AEW should have been involved in the Royal Rumble, because why not? These wrestling companies don't compete with each other. This isn't 1999 anymore. And so Mickey James was there. She got to come out with her Impact Championship. That was cool. Alicia Fox, Summer Rae, Molly Holly, Lita. The whole freaking rumble was packed with surprises because they needed it. And you know what I loved about the Rousey surprise? And they should have done this with Brock, even though Brock wasn't a surprise. You don't have to bring the surprise out at 30. You can have that surprise come out 27, 25, 29. I get you want it to be late. You know, when Edge came back, he wasn't 30. So you don't have to have that surprise be 30. And I thought it was kind of cool that Ronda came out at 28. Everybody recognized her music. She looked great. She wrestled great. And unfortunately, they're building towards Ronda Charlotte. I'd prefer Ronda Becky Lynch, but okay, whatever. You got Ronda Rousey back. Uh, We have had one main event of WrestleMania that was an all-female match, and as much as Becky was becoming a star and she was the man, the main reason that was legit, that wasn't a forced main event, that was a woman's match, that deserved to be the main event of that show was because of Ronda Rousey. I thought she was great for the year she was here. We'll see how they book her and how long this is. I guess it's a one-year contract. If she's going to fight Charlotte, she has to go over. I'm just not a fan of Charlotte personally. But the women's rumble was good because, you know, the mix of surprises and the mix of the excitement of Ronda Rousey coming back, they got it right. Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop, I barely watched. Because it was so predictable. Becky retains the Raw Women's title as she should. Then you had the Lashley-Brock match, which obviously was going to be the giveaway. If Brock lost, which he did, it was the giveaway he would definitely be in the Royal Rumble. Which, what, what I guess benefits the future, not that the WWE's thinking nine months ahead, but I guess I am. We can have another Lashley-Lesnar match because this didn't really have you know, a legitimate ending. Referee gets knocked out. Obviously, Roman comes in. Paul Heyman turns. So you had more of a story than a fair conclusion to this match. So Brock Lashley SummerSlam or Brock Lashley at a later date certainly makes a lot of sense. And now you start to think and ask yourself, all right, so Lashley's the champion. Good for him. This will be the second straight WrestleMania he'll walk into as WWE champion. I can't even remember who he fought last year. I'm literally spacing out on it. <laughs> Who did Lashley fight? Was it McIntyre? Oh, yeah, I guess it was. That's right. He retained against Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania last year. They can't do that again. McIntyre's on SmackDown, nor should they. I, I, I would say Big E, but they booked Big E in such a god-awful way in the Rumble match. I'm not sure if it's Big E. I guess if I had to guess it's Big E. You know, where else are you going? You know, what are the guy you're going to put up against Lashley for the WWE Championship? Overall, it was a blah show, really taken down a notch by the fact the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble match wasn't very good. 
that certainly brought it down a notch or two. I thought Pat McAfee continues to be great. I'm a huge fan of Pat McAfee broadcasting on SmackDown and on these pay-per-views. You know, sometimes he's a little bit over the top, a little bit, but that's okay. He's enthusiastic. He's funny. He always works in, you know, a couple of sports references here and there. Took a shot at Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington for the whole Tom Brady thing. And And then he says, this line actually made me laugh. I had to write it down. I think Michael Cole played dumb and said, I wonder who Brock Lesnar is going to challenge. Which champion is he going to go after? And Pat McAfee says, well, I mean, that's pretty obvious. He's going to go after Brock Lesnar. I'm going to go after Roman Reigns. And you know what Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman should do right now? He should go to the drugstore and buy all the Depends they have because I'd be crapping myself. That made me laugh. That was a good line. I love McAfee. He's very, very good. Very, very good. For an outsider they brought in, I think he's been great. What sucks is that the guy makes so much money, is so successful, I fear he's going to wake up one day and say, why am I doing this? Why am I traveling every Friday night for SmackDown? Why am I traveling for these pay-per-views? But he's really good because this company has it's lost something with the broadcasting. All you got to do is watch the WWE Network. Whenever you see old clips of Bobby Heenan, Jerry Lawler before he became a joke, Jerry Lawler's a caricature of himself. But back in the day, late 90s, he was good. He was very good. Lawler, Heenan, obviously Jesse Ventura. Those guys were so good. And what's his name isn't bad. Uh, You know, the guy who used to wrestle and doesn't wrestle. The the guy on Raw, I forget his name. I feel bad I'm forgetting his name. I'm spacing because... I watched a four-hour Royal Rumble and I watched the Nets lose a goody, gritty game to the Warriors and I'm pissed. Whatever his stupid name is, you're probably screaming at the radio right now if you're still listening to this podcast. I don't know why you're still listening to this podcast. You've gotten through 20 minutes of this. God bless you. I appreciate that. And since you did, I'm going to reward you. I'm going to reward you by telling you my AEW, WWE, the idea that they should have done tonight, which was have... MJF in the Royal Rumble. That's right. Music goes off, comes out with the scarf. Everybody's like, what the F is going on? And then about five spots later, CM Punk's music goes off. The place collapses because holy crap, CM Punk's here. And he comes in, eliminates MJF, and then gets eliminated from behind. Keep both guys strong. It furthers a storyline on AEW. The Rumble gets juice. AEW gets promotion. And we all go home. Seriously, what would have been wrong with that? And I'll spend more time on this on a few podcasts as time goes on. It boggles my mind. And I'm sure it's Big Man's fault. It's not necessarily Khan's fault. But AEW and WWE should work together. There's no reason not to. They're not competing. The WWE competes with what's ever on TV on Monday night or whatever show is on Netflix. They're not competing. It's wrestling fans watch wrestling. That's what they do. We don't live in a world in which you're making a choice. So I really believe this. The better AEW is, the better WWE is and vice versa. So look, they haven't come to that conclusion yet, or at least in all likelihood, McMahon hasn't come to that conclusion yet. Uh, That forbidden door, which got opened a little bit between TNA or Impact Wrestling, 
and AEW, and then on the Rumble, it was opened up a little bit between Impact Wrestling and WWE. Open that some bitch, and I get it. Booking would be impossible. That's why my idea involved no booking between WWE versus AEW. Because I get it. I want my guy to look strong. No, I want my guy to look strong. If you had done what I suggested, MJF shows up at the Rumble, Punk eliminates him, it furthers the MJF Punk story. MJF was going to show up at the Royal Rumble to show CM Punk he could have done something he never did, which was main event WrestleMania. Punk Fs him. They have their blow-off match. Obviously, Warlow is going to become a big story there. And WWE has schmucks like me saying, the Rumble was awesome! Even though a part of why it would have been awesome is non-WWE talent. I really think that would have been a win-win for everybody. Win for AEW, win for WWE. I'll think of some more crossover ideas between the two companies. Either way, I appreciate you listening to this Evan Roberts podcast, Instant Reaction to the Royal Rumble. Remember, Carton Roberts, Monday, 2 o'clock on WFAN. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts podcast.